I'm Anthony Green, and this is the Our Future West Virginia podcast, where we're building local power in West Virginia by working with communities that fight for economic, educational, civil, and racial justice. Today, we're joined once again by Southern Regional Organizer for Our Future West Virginia, Carrie Jo Grace. Thanks so much for joining us, Carrie Jo. Well, thanks, Anthony. I'm glad to do this. Love talking about voting. Good. I'm glad we're going to get a deep dive today. Um, last time you were on, we talked about your work with the 2020 census. And first, I'd just like to congratulate you and everyone else at Count Me In and all of the census workers and volunteers on helping West Virginia become number one in the census in the entire nation at 99.9%. Yeah, we were the, the first state to to reach that 99.9% mark. So um, between the number of people who have self-responded and the census workers on the ground doing the door knocking, it seems like we have got just about everybody in the state counted. And if you are one of the folks that has not filled out your census yet, the uh, my2020census.gov site is still up and working until the end of the month. So you can get on there if you or anybody else, um, you know, hasn't completed the census and get that last little 10th of a percent of people counted. Awesome. And now that the census campaign is wrapping up, a lot of the Count Me In WV's work has switched to the election, right? Yeah, it has. And a lot of the same teams of folks who have been working on the census are doing similar types of outreach to their communities, helping people register to vote, um, giving them access to laptops and hotspots so that they can get online to register or uh, find out information about candidates and that sort of thing. So, So it's a very similar push and just like you count as a person in, in the United States on the census, your vote counts too. And that's the message that everybody is is working on getting across how important it is to vote and that your voice really does count in an election, even though some sometimes it doesn't feel like it does. But if everybody thinks that their voice doesn't count and nobody goes to vote, then we have a very small number of people who are making decisions for all of us instead of all of us getting a chance to, to make ourselves heard. And with the election quickly approaching, it's only a couple weeks away now, what are some of the important deadlines that West Virginians need to know about? October 21st starts early voting and November 3rd is election day. So those are the, those are the key dates. And how does someone find out if they're registered to vote or if someone isn't registered, how would they go about doing that? Well, you can do a couple of different things. Um, You can get online and go to GoVoteWV, which is a page on the Secretary of State's website. And right there, you will find a button you can click and register to vote or update your voter registration online. Um, That's the quickest and easiest way. The other way is to go to your county clerk's office and fill out a voter registration card there and and hand it to them right there in person. And then there's also lots and lots of civic organizations like like ourselves um, and, and other groups also who have paper voter registration forms that you can pick up from them and fill them out and either mail them or personally return them to your county clerk's office. Um, but again, you need to make sure that you you either get online and fill it out or hand in your voter registration form by the close of business on October 13th. 
And with the deadline for registering quickly approaching, uh, what's the fastest way someone can guarantee that they can vote in this election and get their voter registration card? The, the, abs- the fastest way is to do it all online. It's a secure system. That's how I myself changed my voter registration when I moved. Um, and it updates almost everything almost immediately. And then the um, county clerk's office will mail you your voter registration card. Now you do not actually physically have to have that voter registration card in order to vote. Um, your name has to be on the rolls, but if you don't have that little yellow card, that's okay if you don't get it in time or if you've lost it. So how does one find out the actual polling place that they need to go to vote? Oh, that's uh, the exact same website, GoVoteWV uh, is the Secretary of State's website. And there also is a button you can click there that says find your polling place and you click on that button and you put in your name and your date of birth and it automatically goes through the registry and will tell you exactly where you go to vote and as 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 far as i understand they have not in west virginia they've not done uh, a lot of changing of polling places um in in some states they've condensed polling places and things like that but we seem to have our all of our regular polling places open um plus our early voting polling places uh so so you might want to double check the day before or the day that you go to vote that your polling place is the same um or what you expected it to be but it really it most likely will be wherever it is that you voted last time or wherever it says on your voter registration card Uh, because we've had a tremendous response especially from young folks who are willing to uh, be poll workers so that we can keep all of our polling places open Um, but again to to check on your your voter registration or to find your polling place or to track your absentee ballot Go Vote WV is the, the quickest and easiest place to go. It's the Secretary of State's website. And what are some of the stipulations for registering to vote? Like, what are the requirements and what are some of the things that keep people from actually being able to vote? So, uh, in order to vote, you have to be a U.S. citizen of 18 years or older. Uh, for folks who have felony records once you've completed uh any of your prison sentence any fines any paperwork once you're off papers off probation and parole um you then can re-register to vote and that's something that a lot of folks don't know that yes even if you have a felony record once you have completed all the terms you are again eligible to register to vote in West Virginia. Um, And then the other thing uh, that a lot of folks uh, have some confusion about is there are are hundreds and hundreds of people who are in jail right now that have not gone to trial yet. Um, 
it's, it's either they couldn't get out on bond or they weren't offered bond or whatever because they've not gone to trial even if it's uh, whether even a felony or a misdemeanor you still have the right to vote from jail and from prison if you have not yet gone to trial and been convicted um, and you would do that through an absentee ballot process that um, the administration of the jail or prison can can get to people who who would like to vote um, but those are those are the stipulations u.s citizen 18 or older and if you have a felony record that you are off papers um, other than that it doesn't matter where you live in the state um, you, there's no upper age limit there nothing else 18 years old and a u.s citizen and you can vote and, and a lot of that actually, actually came out of the opioid crisis um, because a lot of relatively minor drug charges are actually felonies. So a whole segment of the population was being taken out, of, was having the right to vote taken away. Uh, so a, a lot of groups who are working on criminal justice reform worked really, really hard um, to get felons voting rights reinstated once they've completed all the terms of their release. If someone doesn't have a permanent address or they're currently houseless, how do they go about that? Are they still able to vote? Absolutely, you do not have to have a permanent address to vote. What you would do is uh, whatever county that you live in, you can use um, a shelter or a day center as your address and places like Covenant House in Charleston, they actually, they encourage the folks that they work with, you know, use our address so that you can register to vote. Uh, also, if you know, if you have friends or family uh, that are willing, you can also use their address, but you do need to register in the county where you are living, even if you don't have a home in, uh, in the county. Um, but sometimes, sometimes some churches are willing to do that, but the best, the best thing to do is reach out to either a shelter or a day center or a feeding site, and they'll be able to get you registered with their address. And for people who are transgender or don't identify as the gender on their license or their registration information, does that affect their voting status? No, no, it absolutely does not. And we can talk a little, we'll talk a little bit about the ID laws in a minute. Um, but the ID laws do not require a picture ID. The ID is more to verify what your address is, that you're voting in the correct precinct. Um, and then the signature that you use, they compare your signature on your um, voter rolls to, or the signature that they have on file to the signature that you provided when you registered to vote. Um, so that is how they confirm your identity is through your signature. And then your your ID is confirming your address. Um, so, so if your appearance does not match the gender that's shown on your official ID, that doesn't matter because you still are who you are and you still live where you live. If someone is incapable of voting, such as a hospitalization due to COVID-19 or otherwise, how does one go about that? 
So if you're unable to get to a polling place, that's what absentee ballots were originally for. If you know, if you were traveling or um, hospitalized, you can request an absentee ballot. Um, so if so, if you're somebody who knows that you're going to be out of town way ahead of the election, you can actually request an absentee ballot very far ahead of time. Um, or if you um, are elderly and have have or have mobility issues, you can request an absentee ballot. Um, and if you if you're somebody who's currently in a hospital or in a nursing home that or somewhere where you're not going to be able to leave and go vote, you can talk to the staff at the facility and they will get you the forms that you need to request your absentee ballot. Or if you want to, you can also get online and request your absentee ballot. And, and that's how absentee balloting has traditionally been used for um, military or uh, folks who are traveling, whether it's overseas or in the United States. Um, college students who are going to school out of state uh, have used absentee ballots for years. Or if you're unexpectedly hospitalized um, and, and can't make it to the polls. The difference this year is with COVID, we now have a no questions asked um, absentee ballot approval process. It used to be that there were certain criteria you had to meet. Um, now, COVID is a reason that you can give, um, whether it's because you don't personally feel comfortable going to a public place to cast your vote, or if you have family members that um, you wouldn't want to go out into public and then maybe bring something back to a family member, anybody in the state right now can use COVID uh, as a reason to request an absentee ballot. You just check that box on the ballot request form and it will be honored by your county clerk. And that directive came from the Secretary of State, um, a, a coalition called Citizens for Clean Elections um, that OFWV is a part of, has been working really, really hard with the Secretary of State's office all through the primary and then through the summer leading up to the election to make everything as streamlined and easy to do as possible for everybody during these crazy times that we've got. Um, and and I, I will say the Secretary of State's office has been very responsive to concerns that we've brought up. You know, if we've seen county clerks not processing things, um, they fixed that. Um, they made some changes to the absentee ballot request form uh, that allows people to to um, use COVID as their reason for requesting an absentee ballot. So that coalition has been working really hard um, on making sure that as many people can vote even in these crazy times that, that we've got right now. There's been a lot of confusion and misinformation going around about absentee ballots or mail-in voting. Uh, can you just help us sift through that confusion and just really explain what absentee ballots are? So absentee ballots have always been around uh, um, for generations. You have been able to request uh, a, a, 
a, and a mail-in ballot and an absentee ballot for all intents and purposes are exactly the same thing. Um, an absentee ballot is when you would say ahead of time to the uh, election committee, you know, your county clerk, I'm not going to be able to make it to the polls. Please put, please send me my ballot in the mail and I will fill it out and mail it back to you. And again, in the past that you've had a limited number of reasons uh, that you could use to, to be able to vote absentee, um, a long-term illness or disability, um, travel or temporarily living out of state um, have been the only reasons that you could use. Uh, in this instance, it's the exact same absentee ballot process that has always been used. We just have one more reason, and that is COVID itself, uh, that we can use to request one of these absentee ballots. Um, when we talk about mail-in voting, again, it's basically the same process where um, the, a registered voter gets a ballot in the mail, they fill it out, and they mail it back to their county clerk. Uh, in some states like Oregon, my son lives in Oregon, and he loves it. They they have had absentee or they have had mail-in voting as the way they conduct all of their elections for many many years in Oregon. So what happens there is you fill out your voter registration, and then at a certain time before election day, you get a ballot in the mail, and you mail it back just like we do with absentee voting. The difference is that's how they conduct all of their elections. And um, hearing back from my son, he said it has made it so, so much easier for people to participate. Uh, when they're getting, you know, when you know that you're registered to vote, you're going to get a ballot in the mail. Uh, it makes participating uh, easier and you have time to sit and look at your ballot and look up all of the candidates and that sort of thing. But like I said, for all intents and purposes, the difference between absentee balloting and mail-in ballots is non-existent. It's just an absentee ballot you have to request and mail-in voting is a system that's put in place for everybody to vote absentee. And I know we kind of touched on this earlier, but what would be some of the reasonings to request an absentee ballot? And what and why would it be better for someone to vote this way? You know, I, again, if there's if you know you you physically cannot get to your polling place on election day or during early voting, and whatever reason that is, um, is is valid. In in these times, if you have concerns about your health uh, in public, um, or if you have concerns about what you might pick up. And, you know that you might pick up COVID and bring it back to a family member who is at risk. Um, that is that is a valid reason for requesting an absentee ballot. So your comfort level about going to the polls in person, uh, you can weigh that. If you're comfortable going to the polls, put on a mask, you know, have some hand sanitizer, and go to the polls and vote. Um, but if you do have any concerns about catching coronavirus or 
bringing it back to somebody that you care about, then request, go ahead and request an absentee ballot and, and vote by mail. I think this question is really important and what really people want to know because there's a lot of misinformation. And is voting by mail actually safe? It absolutely positively is safe. There are very, very, very few, I mean, like less than one in a million cases of either fraud or a ballot getting lost or uh, lost in the mail and your vote not getting counted. That, that is so rare that it almost never happens and it does not affect elections. Um, so it is absolutely positively safe to vote by mail and your your vote will be counted um you know the 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 secretary of state and the county clerk's offices take people's right to vote very very seriously and they do everything possible to make sure that when when somebody votes that their vote is counted so if you if you were worried about dropping it in the mailbox, because we have heard some things about the post office being slow, if you were worried about them getting it on time, um, some counties have drop boxes uh, outside the county clerk's office, kind of like putting it into a corner mailbox. Uh, but those drop boxes are monitored by the county clerk's office. So you can, you can call your county clerk and ask them if there are drop boxes and where they're located. Um, you could also take your ballot or ask a friend to take a ballot uh, to the county clerk's office in person with you. But honestly, you, you should not have a problem if you drop your ballot in the mail. Um, and there's a really neat feature on that GoVoteWV website uh, where you can actually track your ballot. You can um, find out when they received your request, find out when they mailed that ballot to you, and then find out when that ballot uh, is received by them. So you can actually, you can track your ballot uh, the whole way through the process to make sure that everything's working every step of the way. So if someone wanted to vote by mail, what is that, what does that process look like? I've heard that different states are different some have secret ballots some are don't what is what does it look like and how can people ensure that their vote is counted so if somebody wants to vote by mail the first thing you need to do is um, make sure your voter registration is up to date again you can check your voter registration online or you can call your county clerk's office um, then the second is that you would request an absentee ballot and you can request an absentee ballot online. Uh, you can call your county clerk's office or you can stop by your county clerk's office to request an absentee ballot. And then when you get it, read it, read the instructions very, very carefully. Uh, you know, for, for each office that you're voting for, make sure you you vote for the correct number of people and because in in some especially in our house districts um there are some where you can vote for three house members or 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 
five House members. So read the, those instructions very carefully. Sign your ballot. Follow the instructions about how to put it in the envelope and how to put it in the mail. And you should not have any problems uh, at all. Again, make sure your voter registration is up to date. Request an absentee ballot. When you receive it, follow the instructions on the ballot. And just and once you've filled it out and signed it, make sure you sign it, uh, put it in the mail and send it on its way. And then again, you can use the, the tracker to find out when they receive your ballot at the county clerk's office. So in your day-to-day election work, what does that look like with Count Me In and uh, your work personally? Uh, so, so mostly that for our teams that are that are out in the community and our community folks who are working on this, um, between now and October thirteenth, uh, they they are showing up on college campuses, sometimes at COVID testing sites, um, or within community centers, and are providing people with voter registration forms. Um, or with a computer to fill out their voter registration forms. You know, that, that, was, that was our top priority all summer and into the fall, uh, at the beginning of the fall, when it comes to voting, is to make sure that people are registered. Now we're switching more to, okay, you're registered, let's request your absentee ballot. Because you have a long time, you have all the way until October 28th to request an absentee ballot. But with the number of paper ballots that are are going to be used uh, this year, we're we're really encouraging folks to get your absentee ballot as soon as possible. Don't wait until the last minute because it takes a couple of days for them to mail it to you. You fill it out. It takes a few days to get it back to the county clerk's office. and, And the county clerk's office has to receive that absentee ballot it must be postmarked by election day and they have to receive it before they start doing their canvas, which is when they go through the absentee ballots and the provisional ballots and they double check all the numbers and make sure everything's good to go. Um, so they have to, re- which, and that happens a few days after the election. So your absentee ballot has to be postmarked by election day and received by the day of the canvas. The earlier you do it, the better. So if you are planning to vote absentee, request your absentee ballot immediately. Like go do it today, like right now, get online or call your county clerk's office and request your absentee ballot if you haven't already. And once you receive it, vote and send it back as quickly as you possibly can because they're gonna have a lot of paper ballots to count. Uh, There's gonna be, the volume of mail is going to be much higher, so it's gonna be a little bit slower. And the, the faster that we can get them all counted, the faster we'll know the results of the election. So when it comes to early voting, um, how does one go about doing that? And when does early voting start? So early voting is a great way to vote in person and also avoid crowds at the same time. Um, Early voting runs from October 21st to October 31st. So we have 
11, 11 days that you can vote uh, either at your county courthouse uh, and, and some counties have multiple places around the county that you can go and early vote. Um, for example, I know Kanawha County has four or five satellite places that, that you can go and early vote. You don't have to come into downtown Charleston. You can go to, I believe, City Hall in Marmette and several other places around the county. Again, you can find out where exactly those places are by asking your county clerk or looking it up online. Uh, and I, I love early voting because, like I said, there's no lines. You can go at whatever time is convenient for you. So if the best time for you is during your lunch hour on a Wednesday, you can go vote in and out real quick. Um, Right now, while we're trying to avoid crowds and lines, that's especially helpful uh, that, you know, there might only be two or three other people around um, when you go to early vote because it's it's so spread out. The other cool thing about early voting is there are events going on around early voting um, in Charleston on Saturday, the Saturday the 24th, on Saturday the 24th and on Saturday the 31st in Charleston, there is going to be what's called uh, a drive to survive and big car caravan with, uh, you know, get out the vote posters and horns. And they came down our street during the primary and honked and waved at everybody. And uh, just to build up some of that excitement around voting. Uh, so if anybody wants to participate in this car caravan and deck your car out, um, the event is on Facebook. Uh, it's happening in Charleston. If anybody wants to uh, replicate it in other places, con you can contact the organizer of that. Uh, and then there's also the Stroll to the Polls, a group of folks who are getting together and are all going to go vote early together. Uh, so again, that event is also on Facebook and if you want to replicate it on in, in your town, um, just ask the organizers of, of that event and I'm sure they would be happy to help you uh, organize one of your own. So uh, early voting is um, my husband's preferred choice. Uh, he wants to vote in person but he does not want to, to stand in a line on election day. So he's gonna pick a day between October 21st and 31st and go ahead down to the county clerk's office and cast his vote a few days early. Uh, and I think my son who is 18, he's voting in his first election this year. Uh, he wants to go on election day because it's just really cool to get to participate in a presidential election the first time that, that you get to vote. So we're in my family, we're all voting different ways. I've got my absentee ballot. My husband is voting early. My son is gonna vote on election day. And so we're gonna test out the whole system in my family. So you can see you have choices 
And you have so many choices about how to vote that you should take advantage of one of them because your voice counts. And if there's something that you can leave with people that are listening to this podcast regarding voting, what would that be? That would be that voting is a fundamental right that we have in our democracy. It's also our responsibility as citizens of the United States, our responsibility to elect the leaders that speak for us. Everybody's voice counts. And you may not, when you look at a presidential election, when we're talking about millions and millions of votes, you may not feel that your voice counts very much in that. But think about down the line for your local election, your your, uh, state delegate, Your state delegate is a person who's representing your small community at the state level. And some of our delegate races have been decided by as few as six votes. So it's especially important for these local races, for sheriff, for city council, uh, for state house, um, and and other local offices, board of education, uh, et cetera. Uh, because these these are those folks who are call them call it down ballot races the, the more local races these are people from your community these might be your neighbors or somebody that you know owns the restaurant down the street from you um, but but these are your fellow community members who are gonna represent you either on the local or the state level and you really should. I mean, it's it's your right to have a voice in who represents you. So I, I would leave people with every single vote counts. And if we do not use our rights, use our voting rights, if we do not protect our democracy and participate in our democracy, then we could lose our democracy at some point. So one of the one of the most wonderful things about the United States of America is that people have a voice in how their government is run. And that is something that people across the world are fighting for. So we're very very privileged. So you should use your privilege and make your voice heard and vote. So is there a way that citizens can look at the ballot beforehand and see who they're actually voting for? Um, Absolutely. Um, Right now, uh, during from October 8th to the 14th, newspapers across the state are putting are printing local ballots in their papers. So you can pick up a, a local newspaper and they'll have the ballot right there. And that way you could you can take a look at it and um especially for for the more local races where you may not see a lot of ads on tv and and things like that you could take a look at who the candidates are and take some time to do a little bit of research of who you want to vote for the other way um you can look at look at it is on that go vote wv website there are sample ballots for all of the races in the state and you put in your name 
uh, and your birth date and your county. And that'll pull up your voter registration, the precinct that you live in, and it'll show you the ballot on online on the screen so that you can have a heads up and be prepared and decide who you want to vote for before you enter the polling booth. Well, Carrie Joe, thanks so much for talking with us about this and being on the podcast once again. Well, thanks for having me. Um, this is such an important topic and one of my favorite things to talk about. So thank you again for having me. The deadline to register to vote is October 13th, and the deadline to request an absentee ballot is October 28th. But to ensure that your vote is counted, be sure to request your ballot and send it out before the November 3rd deadline. And if you haven't already registered to vote, you can go to vote.org or by going to wv.org backslash register. And for more information regarding the 2020 election, visit GoVoteWV. You can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. Feel free to subscribe and leave us a review. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at OurFutureWV. And follow Count Me in West Virginia for all the latest updates and information regarding the 2020 election. If you want to support us and help bring local power to your community, feel free to subscribe to our newsletter at OurFutureWV.org, where you can donate and become a future builder for West Virginia. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the Our Future West Virginia podcast. We'll see you next time.